0: We now begin the twenty-third parak of Maseches HaShabbos, parak Hafegimel, and the topic of this parak is also various issurei derabanan, things that were forbidden rabbinically, based on a verse in Yeshaya, Isaiah, in chapter fifty-eight Nunches, talks about how on Shabbos a person should refrain Mimzo to seek out his personal affairs, vidaber davar, and should refrain from speaking about, you know, profane weekday matters. And from that, it's, it's learned that uh, the way one conducts himself on Shabbos shouldn't be the same way as, as he does on a regular weekday, meaning he shouldn't be involved in you know commercial affairs, even if you're not technically doing malacha, he shouldn't be going out to his field to assess where to plant or who to hire and that kind of thing. Nor should he make negotiations for a transaction after Shabbos. So the Mim Tzor talks specifically about the Doing commercial activity on Shabbos, even if you'd be steps in the halachas. Uh or davar refers to any kind of speech that's weekday speech, um, including negotiations, etc., about about the business. So our chapter will discuss um, certain implications of these restrictions. So the first mission here is going to talk about uh, if you need to borrow something on Shabbos. So the driving concern of this Mishnah is that if I would borrow something from you, you might be tempted to write it down so that you shouldn't forget that I owe you something and you know, to repay you what I took. Um, and that being the case, we're concerned. In in Hebrew, there are two words for borrowing. One is she'ela to borrow, and one is halva'a to borrow. Now, the technical difference between a she'ela and a halva'a is when you are sho'el something, you borrow something, you return the exact same thing that you borrowed. So I borrow your pen, I give you back your pen, that would be a sheila. A halva, a loan typically is a money loan, but any time where you consume or spend what you received as the halva, and you return the economic equivalent, that's technically called a halva, as opposed to a sheila. Now, the truth is that that strict definition isn't really reflected in the Mishnah, the truth is, but what is reflecting the Mishnah is the connotation of a halva is something that's more long-term. It's like a 30-day loan. And a, a, if you don't specify the period for a halva, it indeed is 30 days, which means it's a long period of time and you're liable to forget the loan was made and therefore you'd be more prone to write it down so it shouldn't be forgotten. A she'ela is typically a much more short-term you know, lending, where at any given time, the lender could say, oh, now I need my thing back, or the equivalent back. So our mission is going to say that when you borrow something from a friend on Shabbos, let's say, for example, the mission says, mm-hmm. A person may indeed borrow from his friend, his neighbor, a pitcher of wine or a pitcher of oil, because he needs it for Shabbos, but when he borrows it, he should use a turn of phrase, See, this is a bit lost in translation, but in Hebrew it, it certainly makes sense, he should use an in a of phrase that doesn't imply a long-term loan, which would prompt the lender perhaps to write down that the loan was extended. And that being the case, the Mishnah says you should be sho'el. Um, hashilani hashi means to, you know, like I said, lend me for short term, if you will. So the Mishnah says, The person who's doing the borrowing shouldn't request of the lender, using the expression of halveni, extend me a halva'a, a loan. Because again, that implies something longer term, and the concern is he'll come to write something down. But he could say "hashilani," let let me let me borrow it short term. Again, fine. So in English, you would be stuck. You the point is you wouldn't be able to say something like "let me borrow." You'd probably more have to say like, "Do you have a pitcher of wine from here? Could I have a pitcher of wine?" And then after Shabbos, you'll you'll square things away. V'chein, says the Mishnah, ha'isha mechaverta kikaros." A woman could borrow from her friend loaves, meaning loaves of bread. Shabbos comes around, she doesn't have a loaf of bread. She can go to her neighbor and borrow the bread. Again, using the expression, um, "hashileni," lend it to me a she'ela as opposed to halva. Um, The reason, this actually adds nothing to the Mishnah. It's the same as the previous case. The reason why the Mishnah says it is because in the time of the Mishnah, um, women tended to be illiterate and therefore not likely to write things down because they didn't write. So that in the case the point is even a woman who in the case of the Misha's time is unlikely to actually write something down still she has to refrain from using the expression halva'ah, she has to stick with she'elah. Misha continues on and says im einu if the lender doesn't trust the borrower to settle the score after Shabbos maniach taliso then the borrower should leave, you know, his clothing, an article of clothing at the lender's house. And that way, after Shabbos, he'll go back and essentially collect his article and square up. The point is that since he has the article, it acts as a, as like a, as a collateral for the loan. But um, it's important that it's, as the mission says, just leave it. It doesn't say leave it as some collateral. And that being the case, the point is you can't speak out explicitly. I'm giving you collateral because that makes it formal into a loan. You're back to like loan territory. It sounds like business all over again. Rather, just leave the jacket behind, and you'll go back after Shabbos to pick it up. That's what the Mishnah says. You just maniach taliso etzlo. You leave the borrower leaves his talis jacket, whatever it is, behind. And he, the borrower, will square things up after Shabbos, sorting out what he owes. And similarly, when it comes to Erev Pesach, if you're in Yerushalayim, and you're going to have to bring your Korban Pesach. And it turns out that this is a Pesach where Shechalios B'Shabbos, the heir of Pesach, meaning the day that the Korban Pesach is to be brought, the 14th of Nisan, turns out to be a Shabbos, meaning like Seder nights will be Moti Shabbos. There's a requirement to offer a Korban Pesach on Shabbos. Now, what happens if you don't have a set, A says se a baby goat or a baby sheep, as per the requirements of a, of a Korban Pesach. If you don't have one, you'll have to now get one on Shabbos. You can't buy it, but you could at least borrow it um, in the sense of getting a sheep today, and you'll square up financially with the payments for sheep tomorrow. So the same idea is when the borrower needs the seh, he'll he will leave his talis, his jacket, in the presence of the lender who gave him the sheep, and then but es pescho, He, the bar, will take that little animal to be brought as a Korban Pesach. And after Yom Tov, obviously he can't do it after Shabbos because that's the first day of Pesach, but after Yom Tov, um, he will square away with the person who gave him the sheep. The is here um, is at least twofold. One is that you might have thought people are particularly strict about giving animals for Korban Pesach, and it's a strange thing to do to give a, an animal without writing it down and being able to collect it. They're strict about that. And second of all, in a normal circumstances, you're not allowed. One is not allowed to be maktish to consecrate an animal to be brought as a korban on Shabbos. That's forbidden because it, it's like giving it. It resembles giving it to the mikdash, which it means like the temple, which is kind of like a, a hakna, like a f- transaction. Nevertheless, since one is required to bring a korban Pesach even on Shabbos, you see that the, the offering of the Pesach is doche, it pushes off Shabbos, and therefore it also the rabbinic prohibition against being mockdish consecrating an offering on Shabbos is also pushed off. And therefore the point is that for at least for corn Pesach, one could um acquire Korm Pesach on Shabbos using like this this uh method. Sanctify it, bring it as a Korm Pesach on Pesach, uh, on Arab Pesach and and um have it on Pesach and then just settle the square after Pesach and that's gonna be just fine.